Hi there, you've tuned into another segment of Macro Antenna Carousella. It's Monday, May 2nd, 2022. Just doing a quick intro to let you know that we're going to be starting a new book series for our Wellbeing Mondays discussions. So the book's titled Prayer, Faith, and Healing Cure Your Body, Heal Your Mind, and Restore Your Soul. Over 500 ways to use the power of belief from America's leading pastors, counselors, doctors, and health researchers. So this book is written by Tannice Winston Kane and Brian Paul Kaufman. And I wanted to read um, the introduction that they have. First and foremost, they have a note. I noticed that it says, this book is intended as a spiritual reference volume only, not as a medical manual. The information given here is designed to help you make informed decisions about your physical, emotional, and spiritual health. It is not intended as a substitute for any treatment that may be that may have been prescribed by your doctor. If you suspect that you have a medical problem, we urge you to seek a competent medical provider or get seek competent seek competent medical help. So just put that disclaimer up front. It's not supposed to be a substitute, but it's going to give you a lot of information about the importance of prayer, spiritualism, faith, religion, support, alongside the medical treatment, which is something that I've been trying to, you know, emphasize. And I'm not against doctors and Western medicine. There's a time we need that type of medicine. There's also a time to allow the body to heal itself. And if you are a believer, in God and the creator of the universe and you will understand the importance of prayer and this book does a great job exemplifying and expressing and conveying these things and how it's possible that the spiritual aspect can help with the medical and science. So this is going to be our new book. Again, it's titled Prayer, Faith, and Healing. Cure your body, heal your mind, and restore your soul. All right, so I am back. Again, this is that girl. And we're going to be discussing the new book for our Wellbeing Monday series, Prayer, Faith, and Healing. And the foreword is by Bernie S. Siegel, MD. And I'm going to just quickly read a couple of highlights in here to give you a little bit of an understanding and introduction to the book. I always recommend that you have a copy of yourself, but you're, if you're unable to get a copy, this is, um, someone has loaned me this one. So most of the books that I have are, um, are gifts from people so I try to or you know from the library alone I try to um, keep up with them as best as possible and return them as best as possible and um, give listeners a little bit of a highlight and an introduction because sometimes it's hard to get into a new book and so my hope is that by reading a couple of these highlights it'll propel you to want to get it yourself or get a copy or to continue listening so I just wanted to look over the foreword section, and the first quote that they have here is um, from James chapter 5, verse 15. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. If he has sinned, he will be forgiven. And the, the intro starts with, Though prayer and faith are generally not a part of any medical school curriculum, I have clearly seen the healing role that they have played in my life and as a physician in those of my patients. Over the years, I observed people whose lives were healed and bodies cured of so-called incurable diseases by the soul therapy of loving, of leaving their troubles to God. So I'm going to just skip down, and he um he talks about the power of prayer, the importance of love, learning to pray, and 
let this book guide your way. So going back to the first one, it's just the power of prayer. When you pray, find peace and heal your life. You give a message to your body that restores it. The will to live is psychological. And when you connect with a spiritual essence, it is felt in every aspect of your life and every cell in your body. Prayer keeps you aware of life, capable of seeing its beauty in the same way that an artist with a trained eye sees beautiful landscapes. So please, again, if you can get a copy of this book, I encourage you. The importance of love. If you don't have love and faith, I don't believe that you can pray. The love begins with self-love, as spiritual prophets have told us, and progresses to love and prayer for others. When you find the state of love, you will have what I call a near-life experience. This is the true spiritual experience that is never attained through spirits of drugs, but only felt when near death in your creator. I have experienced this twice. Once a four-year-old, once as a four-year-old, when I almost choked to death on a toy, I aspirated in a few years ago when I fell off the roof of my house. I felt God and the angels around me, and I felt safe by other forces of entities or entities. If this seems too mystical, remember that your lives are affected by PMS, the practical, the mystical, and the spiritual. I also realize the importance of both love and laughter when combined with prayer. They are all healers, and love for me represents the bricks that I build with, and laughter the mortar that cements them together. So that was just a little bit of his entrance of the importance of love and then learning how to pray. If at this point you are beginning to feel concerned because you have never prayed or don't know how to pray, I can offer simple instructions and simple prayer that will resolve your dilemma. First, pray for the ability to pray. Second, act and behave as if you are the prayerful, spiritual person you want to become. Remember, you are changed by your thoughts and actions, just as an actor's body chemistry is affected by the role he plays. Rehearse and practice and find the role models and coaches to guide you. So you can also ask what um, what would Moses, Jesus, Mother Teresa, Martin Luther King Jr., um, or even Lassie do. I mentioned that this two, the last two, oh, also, sorry, Don Quixote, it's Q-U-I-X-O-T-E. I mentioned the last two so you realize that prayer can be free of religious fundamentalism. Fundamentalism and laws are created by man and create problems. Oral traditions and dialogue are healthy. They take the individual into consideration as God does. So whether it entails working on the Sabbath or eating on Yom Kippur. So there's more that needs to be said about this. And I'm not going to read the entire book. But again, this is just a foreword. Um, so the foreword's by Bernie S. Siegel. He is an MD. And again, the book is called Prayer, Faith, and Healing. Cure your body, heal your mind, and restore your soul. Over 500 ways to use the power of belief from, Amer from America's leading pastors, counselors, doctors, and health researchers. Okay, so here we are now. I flipped over to the introduction, and it's titled The Fundamental Power of Prayer. I also want to add a disclaimer. This book was first written and published it was published in 1999, and we are currently in year 2022. So I'm sure you guys can figure that's like about 23 years worth of um, time that has been spent looking at this book. So um, as I read the intro, I need to put um, the reason why I bring this up is because there's been a lot of changes within the church, within um, some of these movements that they mention, and 
forgive me for being so bold making this statement, but I feel like we are at a point now where we're at another huge spiritual awakening because I don't know if any of you guys remember back in the day when you had the promise keepers and the women of faith conferences, they were really big on the, um, the, what were those called? The, um, the different rings, the promise rings that they were giving out. People were making pledges. Like I wasn't going to date anyone. I was just going to focus on church. They had lots of youth events and it was, you know, the Jesus freak movement, the praise and worships, explosions of VBS and different types of, um, you know, really contemporary Christian movements everywhere. And then since then, it seems as if that has kind of dissipated and um, a lot more new age religions, um, types of movements, groups have taken rise in um, priority and precedence. I remember a time where, you know, yeah, it's it's been about 20 years. I remember when there was a, a call to boycott Disney there were pastors who refused to watch the Disney Channel and that they discouraged families from doing that. I remember when they were um, decrying Harry Potter and anything about witches and witchcraft and sorcery, anything like that. You had the Christians up in arms, you know, they were trying to shut down a lot of stuff, a lot of movements, but that's gone away. And then now, you know, Harry Potter series extended, any of the sci-fi series has extended, any types of vampire films, science fiction, it's just exploded, it's blown up. And then now, 23 years later after this book has been published, we are hearing about the controversy of Disney and a lot of um, leaks are coming out, a lot of evidence supporting why a lot of Christians were like, hey, you guys need to get this out of your house, you shouldn't be doing this, you shouldn't be imbibing in this. Um, so here we are, <laughs> X many years later, and I think a lot of us are beginning to realize why grandmas were so um, emphatic about us going to church, and um, why at a certain point everyone, it was expected on Sunday that you wouldn't find a store open. You had to, you're either at church or you're at home having family fellowship time or something. So it's really interesting now. We've... Um, put all these things on a shelf and um it's funny seeing how many people have returned to the church myself included how many people who were like oh yeah i don't need jesus and now i'm like yes i take the blood of jesus people that i've i've personally you know i've run into and i'm like oh you're a christian now and they're like oh yeah the lord saved me and they are so happy about it i'm just i got nothing but praise so i'm very grateful we're seeing, you know, how there's been a huge shift in people's lives. A lot of people are returning to the faith. And so let me go over this intro really fast. Again, it's called The Fundamental Power of Prayer. Once upon a time, we believed in miracles, spiritual miracles. When we were ill or injured or afflicted with any sort of curse, emotional, interpersonal, financial, or legal, we made appeals to God. We turned to our spiritual guides, our holy men, our priestly purveyors of prayer therapies, Decided prayers prescribed by the church. We turned to our healers, medicine men, saints, um, and the somehow spiritually cha- charged symbols of faith, icons, statues, pictures, and medals. We looked for signs that prayer, faith, religion, belief, in God could heal us, and we found them. Often they worked wondrously. Then came along medical science, biology, pharmacology, radiology, and modern, and modern surgical practices. Suddenly we put a pill 
a treatment or an operation for everything that could be cured, scientific miracles. And prayer and faith were shunted to the side, their incredible power forgotten. So that is pretty much what happened. Faith kind of got turned into, um, it says, faith was dismissed as superstition, dismissed with contempt. So now everyone has stopped laughing. Now the very science that they trust is proving what we hoped, what we prayed was true all along. Somehow, for some reason, prayer, faith, and healing work. So that's part of the intro. And um, they talk over here a little bit fast forward. Um, Experiment after experiment is showing that connections, raising possibilities, and suggesting that God not only exists and answers prayers, but that prayerful intentions not only influence physical reality, but that prayer, religion, and faith are good for us, good for our health, good for our outlooks, good for our communities, and good for our overall physical and mental well-being. So they're going to continue talking more about these. And um, again, this was written a while back. They've mentioned here um, a group called Promise Keepers regularly fills football stadiums with men singing hymns to pray to God. The internet spawned a virtual church with an untold, untold numbers of online ministries, religious and spiritual discussion groups, and prayer gatherings going on 24 hours a day. And then there's Truckers for Christ, a group that sets on semi-trailer chapels and truck stops all across the nation. God, who Time Magazine declared dead in 1967, may be busier than ever. So... There's a lot more to be said, and that's just the intro. So if you can get a copy of this, I encourage you to read it in more detail. I'll just be touching over some highlights, some interesting tidbits, some tools and resources, inspirational things. So that's going to be the new series, Prayer, Faith, and Healing, for the next at least month or two. I would like to continue looking into um, forces of habit, drugs, and the making of the modern world. And I'm thinking about just doing um, a history section once a week. Uh, a quick 15-20 minute podcast just talking about little history tidbits that might you might find interesting. So I'm going to be throwing the history of drugs in the making of our society and possibly throwing three, theological lessons and whatever pops up in current events um, paired up with something in history. So that's the plan. Some of the changes for the next two months, hopefully more um, positive information practical tools not so negative not so my goodness gloom and doom but there are things that can be done and um, here's a great book that supports um, a lot of the different themes and talking points from another podcast so i'm hoping that this will pull everything together in a, a lot more um, consistent succinct layout and format so with that i will leave you and i hope at any point in time you're consuming this content you're doing well and thank you so much for tuning and i apologize as always if i've wasted your time and with that i will leave you god's peace